0: Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm Cheryl Sitz. I'm a holistic spiritual speaker and coach, the founder of Journey of Possibilities, and your host week after week for the show. Since 2012, we have been exploring possibilities and shifting perspectives in holistic spiritual ways. I want to make sure you never miss a show, so be sure to subscribe. You can do that on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or Google Play. And rate us so others will find the show too. We'll continue in just a moment.
1: Have you ever gone to a social media seminar in... And- you have the online experts telling you get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. <laughs> and the funny part is you come back home, you get in front of the computer and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence and you know you probably don't need all of that let me go ahead and translate geek to english for you and show you what you really need because you don't need it all you probably only need a few components you have a great message out there and i would like to hear it and i definitely want to help you put it out there i am mario rosales with techlifebalance.net i produce this podcast because i love distributing messages Let me help you distribute your message. Who are you? Why
2: are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, Contemporary, non denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www thejosephcommunications.com, and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide.
0: As fun as it is to be together on the show, I'd love to have you join me for an event. You can find those on my website at journeyofpossibilities.com. Just click the events tab. We've got online events, live events, always something going on. So I hope to see you there as well. Now for today's guest, I found him through a friend and former guest, sound healer, David Kennett. Daron Gieber was born in South Africa. He is an international speaker, a breakthrough coach, and a shadow guide. He's done life coaching, performance coaching for top level athletes, business executive and leadership coaching. He's a natural born teacher, right? And now he does what he calls breakthrough matrix coaching. This uses shadow guidance to reveal negative, unconscious, there's the key word, beliefs that we formed about ourselves before the age of 10. And from that, he creates breakthroughs in unconscious blocks and patterns around personal income, intimate relationships, and even chronic health issues. I know after today's show, you're going to want to check out his YouTube teachings and his website, DaronGieber.com. Welcome, Daron.
3: Thank you so much for having me, Cheryl.
0: Oh, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. I am so excited that you're here with us today. I was saying before we started the show, I'm actually a little starstruck. You're a pretty sharp guy. (laughs) I'm flattered. Well, good. How does a guy go from life in South Africa to such a level of conscious awareness that I rarely encounter? How did that happen for you?
3: Well, it's a really uh, long story to try to. Concise into an answer, but if I had to, um, I, I I've always been obsessed with the human mind. I remember at the age of like 21 or 22, pondering on the meaning of the word realization. Yeah, you know, that something would happen inside a person's mind that would change how they saw the world and how they perceived the world. Yet nothing on the outside would change. And these were just my my ponderings. And I remember I had a little. Nokia uh, Phone and you know when you start up the phone, it's 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 got like a a, You know a greeting message So my greeting message was realization in big capital letters so as far back as I can remember I've always been obsessed with the human mind and the way that I like to explain it is imagine an architect sitting inside a very you know architecturally elaborate type of building and trying to imagine how it was built and you know the the support beams on uh, on the you know the the internal framework so to speak and that's sort of really how i felt like living in this mind you know i've always been on this 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 journey of 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 philosophy and understanding laws and principles you know my mind was always just drawn to the principles behind things and then much later in my journey Around the age of about uh, 28 or so, my dad had just passed away. And a friend of mine approached me, but uh, about within about seven or eight months after my dad had passed away. And he said to me that the, he, never, he never told me about this organization called the Mankind Project um, because I was so involved in taking care of my dad. My dad had a stroke uh, when I was much younger and he was in a wheelchair. My sister and I used to take care of him. And, uh, after he passed away, he said, now that you've got time and you've got, uh, you know, you're, you know, you don't have that responsibility anymore. There's this, uh, organization called the mankind project, um, that teaches men. Uh, he didn't say this teaches men emotional literacy. He just says, um, it's a self-development, uh, organization and, uh, they run this weekend, which is a bit of an adventure. And I just said, stop talking. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do any research. I didn't check it out um it just sounded like a like a fun thing to do over a weekend so um i i i say this because in retrospect uh, i got quite involved in the organization and there are men that really like go through it with a fine uh, comb so i went on this weekend and it turned out to be a healing weekend uh, much like a quest or a landmark or um these type of weekends of self-discovery that, that are process driven and facilitated by extremely skilled facilitators of emotional process work. And I can't really go into details because it's still a, it's it's an organization that really that uh, is, is functioning around the world. But essentially this is an organization that teaches emotional literacy to men, uh, provides men with um, a framework for self-development for when times are good and when times are bad offers men a community of support uh, for um, accountability and authenticity and integrity, which are like there are such basic building blocks of character, but, you know, my dad never told me about these things sort of flat out. This is what you do. This is how you do it. This is when. This is why. He just sort of modeled them for me. And I, I believe a lot of men have the same or like at best or at worst none of it. And this organization just sort of, you know, really spelled things out in a, a way that's like um, irrefutable, undeniable, unignorable. And one of the greatest, the two greatest things that a man gets out of this organization, I mean, it offers a hell of a lot. But the two greatest things, at least the things that meant the most to me, was number one, a sense of mission. Like, why am I here? And number two, the concept of shadow. Mm-hmm. this uh the part of the mind that i hide or repress and deny yeah so working with this organization uh, staying very involved and being part of the healing and learning the processes and uh, just really observing how these facilitators of emotional process work were just like these were Gurus of the mind these were like guys that were just so skilled in the what I call the the primitive Generic nature of the mind, you know, and there has to be a generic nature to the mind That's how that's how people can learn books and then work on people, you know But also that there's a primitive part. There's a part to the mind that um, is primitive that uh, a a sophisticated um, ego would deny you know, or that a person that considers themselves to be uh, mature would deny an immature part, but you know it's there. And, um, and the basis of all of this, uh, and I'm really getting to the the nutshell or the essence, is a, a wounded child.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, becoming aware of my own wounded child and being a being a, a, a massive extrovert, massive extrovert. I didn't buy into it. I didn't buy into this that, that 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 there's a part of me that I that I that I don't like or that I can't stand or that I deny. I didn't buy into it. It was it's like no, nah, that's not true. And just staying involved and learning more and more to listen to myself and to listen to the part of me that's wounded, the child in me that's wounded, the little kid that thinks that he's done something wrong. Mm-hmm. That was really the, the, the beginning of everything. And I really stayed involved in this organization for, for six years. And it was in this organization that I, um, well, first of all, like I said, I got really, really, really skilled. Um, but the greatest part of my learning was in facilitating integration after these weekend training adventures. So there'd be a 10-week integration. And in this 10 week integration, men would come and we'd work for four hours at a time, once a week for 10 weeks. So there was 40 hours of facilitation after these weekends, which were in, the, in themselves um, uh, process driven. So there was a culmination of massive skill on the weekend and then a gradual uh, upskill of for 10 weeks. And I did I, I did like six of those over the over the six years. And and in the in the in the the learning and the doing and the being and the learning and the teaching and the being and the doing there was just this growth and there was just this modeling, and I and and in so doing I was able to to number one in life make make my way to the bottom of my barrel, find myself at a dead end job, but um, that ultimately that's where everything happens is at the bottom of the barrel, (laughs) but. (laughs) <laughs> so I felt like my consciousness was growing, but my life was falling apart once, once I had my awakening. Yes. This is in 2009. Um, and then just, just sort of staying involved with this framework of just like, this is truth, this is integrity, this is personal truth, this is how you speak your truth, this is how you communicate uh, uh, impact, this is how you communicate your feelings, this is how you communicate directly, this is how you listen, really listen, as opposed to just waiting for the other person to stop talking so you can say what you want to say. You know, this is how you ha- this is how you engage in meaningful conversation, and this is how you know what I mean. Like all of these concepts of 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 how to how to behave like the real me, and not like the me that I think that you want to see. You know, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah, ultimately, ultimately, I was able to have a a, a a financial breakthrough, which was like my that was my blockage was a was a was a financial one. Um, and just through sticking with living in integrity and, 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 maintaining my peace and owning my projections. Um, and just, just growing, growing in myself in, in as much as learning how to, learning how to perceive people in a way that doesn't disturb my peace, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that is was like a the gift. biggest thing. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's really it, you know,
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and and, and I wasn't doing it for that. I was doing it because, you know, all of my obsession over the mind and all of my self-development, it was all intellectual, Mm -hmm. you know, it was all intellectual. I was an expert at these books, but I was still had rage and I was still broke and I was still egotistical. And when I say egotistical, just like full of myself, you know. Um, this is what I do and like, you know, you know, my way or the highway type of thing. And yet I was broken, angry and right, you know. I had to be right everywhere. I had to be right. And just, just by learning how to develop my character and how to just like to control my urges and how to uh, forgive myself, you know. And these were things, these were concepts that I not only wasn't aware of, but I denied when they were taught to me.
0: That's so interesting. I, I, what took you past the denial? Just continuing to stay in the past? Just.
3: Just staying involved in the Mankind Project because I saw what happened when people were developing. Like uh, on the weekend, it was it, like the weekend is a massive, massive, massive uh, 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 awakening, uh, transformative experience, healing experience. It's, it's very profound and it's completely cognitive. Um, it's, I, it's, it's, it's like it's a series of the most important questions that you could ever get asked in your life, you know? Mm. And with no with nowhere to run, there's complete separation. So it's like it's a it's a retreat. Um, and then just watching how people would would start the weekend and end the weekend, and then teaching the integration, and then getting good at the processes, and it all just made sense. And I just found that I was really 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 good at it, and understanding things because of my previous knowledge. That I just stayed involved. But again, like I, 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 like I thought to myself, like l- let me try this way, you know, because this way is proven. You know, there's a whole community of men that are trying to do this right. Let me get good at that. Because Mm -hmm. up until now, all of my self-development was all intellectual. There was nothing practical about anything that I was learning. I was trying my best, but in bad situations, anger would be anger and it would be justified. So when it was good, it was easy to self-develop. But when it was difficult, when life was getting too difficult and I would react and behave the way that I thought that I needed to behave, then all my self-development would go out the window. So I mean, (laughs) uh, like, what's the point? And so I decided, decided, okay, let's let's learn how to be patient and how to be humble and how to forgive and how to walk a path of truth instead of opportunity. And it was really, it was like, uh, it, it took a while, but it finally clicked. I'm a Sometimes I'm a fast learner, other times I'm a slow learner.
0: Well, we see a lot, you know, where we can be the most wonderful spiritual being when it's all going great, but when it falls apart, look out. (laughs) So you said something really powerful in there when you said when it all falls apart, that's when it starts, that's where the stuff happens or something. You want to explain that a little bit?
3: Absolutely. 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 Sure, there is so there are so many esoterics that i can go into in this in this part alone but um essentially it, like the bottom of the barrel like there is no barrel so how can there be the bottom of a barrel that doesn't exist that's sort of what it feels like because the bottom of the barrel is like where it's like the greatest analogy for like you know scraping when you're so desperate that like you whatever was in the barrel it's at the very bottom and you're scraping it where all the sediment is or all the guck or whatever and it's that's like the 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 epitome, so to speak, at least in in a, in a in a in a mental depiction of what like when things are at their worst. Because at the bottom of the barrel, there actually is no more down, mm-hmm. right? So um, the thing the thing about the bottom of the barrel is that there is a gift there, and anyone that's been to the bottom of the barrel knows the gift. It's where a decision. Gets made that's so powerful and so resolute about how you're going to change your your life and how you're going to live your life for the rest of your life that it doesn't get broken ever, ever. But things have got to get that bad, you know. Like um, it's called, or I call it models of reality. Uh, Buckminster Fuller also also uses the same the same word, models of reality. It's it's when a, a model of reality is basically a map of the world that that you put together in your own mind about how to get to certain places and certain results and how to deal with things. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: It's never accurate because it's always based on perception until you (laughs) study laws. But uh, uh, my model of reality was was leading me, you know, how to do life according to me. That was leading me to all the wrong choices and all the wrong decisions based on all the wrong motives that I thought were, were things that I wanted and then ultimately, when all of my best decision-making led me to the worst position that I could ever be in, I had to, I had to realize that like whatever was important to me, I, I, I got wrong. So things had to fall apart. That means that my, all my priorities and things that I thought were important to me, they, everything had to fall apart. And, 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 and until the bottom of the barrel, they're not falling apart because that's the only thing that I was holding onto for dear life. Um, paradoxically
0: yeah yeah I get
3: so that. so at the, at the bottom of the barrel is where things just they can't get any worse and at the bottom of the barrel is when is when a person i'll say i was not willing to tolerate any more of that that i was experiencing or living So up until that point, I was involved in some form of caring or, uh, you know, like a certain result that I needed. For me specifically, it was a dead-end job. I was opening and closing a gate at a a private safety deposit box facility. So it's a place where you go, you know, to open a a box with two keys, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. that's private. So this was a private facility, and I was the guy opening and closing the gate. You know, that's not the job that I applied for, but that's what manifested, um later on in the job and uh it was literally the worst experience of my life because i had a quite an entrepreneurial history before that i was never successful but i was extremely busy and creative and and achieved really great things never made money for myself everyone else got paid except for me and that's how a lot of people with money blocks will experience business that everyone's getting paid except for me damn it Everyone's getting paid. Uh, Suppliers are getting paid. Employees are getting paid. Customers are getting what they want. Everyone's getting what they want. Except I'm not getting paid.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So um, there was a, there was a lot of that. But then once I once I was at this job, I was like, how how on God's earth did I create this this dead end job? How <laughs> did I create this? It's okay. like I, 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 that, that's the one thing I think that I had internalized very 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 well was that I created this. So yeah. I wasn't saying, why me? Mm-hmm. That, and I think that's probably the greatest thing that I had internalized, or maybe the only thing really is, that I internalized, is that I made this. And I was so perplexed at how I made this, working at a, a job that wasn't, that didn't require any of my mental capacity, um, working for guys that, that, that didn't have the leadership that I was looking for in superiors or in bosses, and I just I I, I slipped into a, 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 a depressive anxiety for about uh, about a year. This was in 2011, and um, it was really 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 tough. Um, so if anyone's listening, that's 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 there. If you're in a place where whether it's a relationship or a, or a job, and you're hating every moment, and you're waking up, and you're and you and you're begging God to make it stop, then the only way it's going to stop is if you stop it. Whatever whatever you think is justified for you to be there is an illusion, and it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better, and you have to realize that. You have to realize that nothing good is going to come to you when you're being miserable all day. Nothing. It doesn't matter how much you hope. You have to create a space, a day, a morning, a wake-up, whatever. You have to create a life where you're not miserable. You have to. And if that means walking away from things, if that means letting go of things, you have to say to hell with it, no more. And that's what happened to me at the bottom of my barrel.
0: And that almost makes it sound like the bottom of the barrel is a little bit better than when you're on your way down the, well, there is no barrel, but you know what I'm saying, figuratively speaking. It's it's almost less effective to be somewhere in the middle because you're still going, well, maybe I like it, maybe I don't. At least at the bottom, you know, you're done.
3: Oh, you are so right, Cheryl. I, can, I have said this, I don't know how many times, I am so grateful that I got the gift at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I am so grateful because so many people do whatever they can. and I suppose so did I, but I, I didn't succeed at it. So many people manage to stay in a suffering that is acceptable to them. Yes. You know, like it's bad but I can live with this. Yep. And I'm so grateful, so grateful that I got thrusted beneath that and that, and that I simply could not, because once you get to the bottom of the barrel, you don't go back to a comfortable level of suffering. You go way beyond that. You saw because the the decision at the bottom of the barrel You know, once you live by that decision, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. You don't buy into the fear anymore. You don't buy into whatever was going on that, like, that, like, this is why I need to do this. You know, I have to be in this relationship or I have to have this paycheck to pay bills. That's not what life's about.
0: You know, it would almost sound to someone listening like we're speaking law of attraction type stuff about creating our reality. But I know for a fact from following your work that you're very different than the law of attraction. Do you want to explain kind of how you're different than the typical law of attraction stuff they may have heard out there? Sure. Well,
3: first off, um, the law of attraction is not a law. Um, it's a phenomenon that occurs, but it's not a law unto itself. Um, and if it was a law unto itself, then it would work for everyone um, the same way. You know, It would work for everyone the same way. And the fact that a person can use uh, the law of attraction, quote, unquote, uh, steps in visualization and manifest some things but not manifest others means that it's not a law. (laughs) You know, it's as simple as that. If you you want, like, let's say you want a red book and you manifest a red book, but you want $5,000, but you can't manifest $5,000 doing the exact same thing, then it can't be a law. And if you say then you're attached to this and attached to that, then that's not the law of attraction. Those are other laws. I was big into the law of attraction, massive, and I was doing all of those things, and I was visualizing, and I was doing everything, and nothing was working with money. Nothing. Nothing. And then I said, to, and then at that dead end job, I made a vow that I was going to learn how I manifested that hellhole, how I manifested <laughs> that nightmare of a reality. And that's what I did. And all of my research pointed to primarily the seven hermetic laws but the fact that they like none of it pointed to the law of attraction because it's not a law so it can't be studied the law of attraction is a phenomenon that occurs within two laws the one law and i explain this in really easy to understand language the first law is the law of polarity and the law of polarity governs positive and negatives so without going into the esoteric Uh, definitions of positive and negative. I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. Positive does not mean bad. and I mean, positive does not mean good, and negative does not mean bad, or else people would want to chop off the bad parts of batteries. But in the law of polarity, (laughs) uh, um, you've got polar attraction, what we call magnetic attraction. So if you were to take two magnets and hold them next to each other but not let them touch, you'd feel these two magnets wanting to touch and that wanting to touch, that force that's trying to bring them together, that's a force called attraction. Okay, But that's magnetic or polar attraction, you know, where a positive is attracted to a negative. There is another type of attraction that happens within the law of vibration, and this is resonant attraction. All right. So, for instance, on a guitar, if you take two guitars that are tuned and you, you strum the one string, because it's in a frequency that's the same as the... String on the other guitar, that other string will begin to vibrate simply because of the law of resonance. And that is resonant attraction. So when two high frequency individuals uh, come together, that is resonant attraction. Like how you and I uh, met, Cheryl, that's resonant attraction. Whereas the way victims and rescuers meet in life, that's polar attraction. And we want to be free of the polar attraction and we want to we want to open up to the resonant attraction so the way that you do that is not by focusing on attraction you have to understand the other laws you have to understand that visualization is the law of gender where uh, the law of gender is the law that governs creation through the interaction of male and female so to put that that principle into into uh, flesh or into um, applic- applicable examples when a farmer puts a seed into the ground is the exact same in principle way that when a man ejaculates into a woman and it's the exact same thing as putting a thought into the conscious mind. That's called the male giving. The female receiving is the the, the, the earth enveloping the seed the same way that an egg envelops a sperm or the same way that um, the female envelops the male, the same way that um, a comprehension envelops an idea. It's all the same law of gender. And as long as there is consistency and there is germination and gestation in a, in a woman that's pregnancy, in the ground that's watering the ground consistently with, with water, in the mind it's continuously thinking about a specific outcome, attaching emotion. This is all the law of gender. And when it's ready to manifest into your reality, just like when the baby's ready to come out and the uh, seed has turned into a sprout that's ready to break through and become a sapling or uh, when an idea is ready to manifest into your life yeah It does so with a law of cause and effect. it makes its way to you. It doesn't just appear in front of you like it does in Star Trek you know it doesn't just just, just happen. There's a whole story of how it comes about and that's the law of cause and effect. And so, so these are all these laws that govern manifestation and the way that your manif- the way that what you wanted actually comes to you through gender, through polarity, through cause and effect, that whole, way of how it came to you is called attraction, but it's not a law.
0: I can't believe you just covered all those laws in that amount of time. That's phenomenal. (laughs) 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 And I think I'm sort of hanging on to your words because I've watched your videos. And thank you so much for putting some of your teachings on YouTube where everyone can check those out and get a better understanding of what you're referring to. There's so much more than just, I think I'll put something on my vision board and it'll show up next year, right? I mean, there's just a lot going right. on there.
3: That's right. That's right. Because if you have if you have a, a blockage, uh, an, an unconscious blockage, um, for instance, if you've got a blockage in the area of money or personal income, it doesn't matter how much you visualize. It doesn't matter how much you affirm. It doesn't matter how much you write, write down stuff. Um, it's not going to come. If, if you've got a relationship blockage, same thing you can you can be the best visualizer and the best uh, affirmer, but if if the cause of the unconscious blockage is not dealt with then it's the, that blind spot is always going to be there and it's always going to feel like someone else has got control in that specific area of life so to just say that the law of attraction works on all things is not just is not just uh, um, an incorrect statement it's completely misleading it's false it's it's a, it's, it's, it's 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 based on a flawed understanding of the laws or rather just no understanding of the laws.
0: Well, in a way, I would expect that would be a relief because if we think that we've just got to work harder and harder and harder, we're not doing it right yet, we're not working hard enough yet, we could work ourselves into the ground and never get there doing the same old thing over and over. So there's a relief factor of knowing that, oh, it's not just that I'm not working hard enough at it, but then there's also kind of a scary factor of, oh, my goodness, then then what's wrong that I can't get there and what do I need to do to find it, especially if it's unconscious? That's where working with someone like you can really be helpful, Right.
3: Not just helpful, crucial, crucial.
0: So it sounds like you've kind of blended these laws with what you've experienced and worked in the Mankind Project and the Wounded Child. So you help the wounded child find the wound. And when you heal that, then the laws can do their their magic, right?
3: Well, um, you, you are correct in what you're saying. Um, I can't say that I blended anything with with that of the Mankind Project. The Mankind Project is an organization that has consolidated a lot of uh, wisdom, but essentially um, they're teaching uh, Jungian psychology. Um, it's nothing new. Uh, the the wounded child is not is not a new concept. Um, the shadow is not a new concept. These concepts are widely known uh, anywhere in. Um, the Jungian psychology world or the awakening world based on um, Eastern philosophy of laws, of balance, of um, equality and uh, harmony between all realms. So what I will say that I have done specifically is that I have taken shadow work to a whole new level. That I will say, that my my philosophy of breakthrough that results in real breakthroughs in the areas of, of money, relationships and health or personal income Intimate, intimate, relationships and and chronic health issues. Um, these results, real life results, come about simply uh, and well, primarily uh, due to the shadow guidance, um, which is which is, in my opinion, an advanced form of shadow work.
0: How so? Can you elaborate on that?
3: Sure. In the shadow work community, a lot of stress is given to the awareness of shadow. In fact. I think to a large degree that's the beginning and I won't say the end of it, but the awareness of shadow is, is really all that people can do and not just have the awareness of shadow, but understand that within the shadow, the wound of the shadow is where a person is the most accomplished, right? So the gift that a person has is born in the wound. Um, th- that's, that's widely, that's widely known in, um, in the shadow community. Um, not not everybody on earth knows this but within the shadow community those that are au okay fait and like are skilled know this very well where i am the most wounded i'm the most accomplished yeah so uh, i'm uh, i'm i'm a very eloquent speaker today but as a child i started very badly around the age of 6 till about 8 i think um and it it uh, it came and it went i didn't go to therapy for it or to any type of uh, rehab but it did something to me on a level of belief that somehow miraculously created an adult that um, speaks uh, not just well, better than the average person, and I just I'm 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 not I, I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but I have to have the self awareness to ask myself where did this ability to speak better than other people come from? You know, if there's a high flying arrow, it had to originate in the bow. But if there's a if there's a particularly high flying arrow that's higher than others in a specific area, then what's true about that specific arrow's time in the bow? In in comparison to the other arrows in the air, so mm. there was a stronger force that propelled it there. Um, so um, sh- this is this is known. The polarities are known within the shadow uh, community. What I've done is that I have I have given emphasis to the polarity of shadow, which is which is uh, commonly referred to as gold. But in terms of metaphysics. Um, I believe that because the human being is a source of energy, just like a battery, the battery by law, by natural law, has to have a positive pole and a negative pole. So if the human being is a source of energy like the battery is, then surely the human being would have a negative pole and a positive pole as well. And it turns out that it's exactly what happens. Just the negative pole gets taken care of sort of by design, by Divine design, that's how we're designed, is to create this negative pole already, and that happens in the form of the shadow. But then the, there should be a positive pole that puts in place, and this is where, this is where the, this is where the shadow work sort of ends. Be aware of your shadow, understand that that's where your greatest gifts are, um, and be okay with it. So that's, that's a really, really, really good start, and, uh, it's, it's brought humanity to where we are, and it's a really good thing for the most part. But it, there's another part, there, there has to be a positive pole there has to be in order for the battery to work in its full capacity you know and and in my process that's what i do with people in my shadow guidance you leave the shadow guidance with a, a negative pole in place um and a positive pole in place as well which is i believe it's revolutionary because it's creating um breakthroughs like uh, like popcorn it's it's a it's a set process and um i i, I coach groups of 10 at a time and in about a week six, seven, eight, nine out of 12, breakthroughs start happening, happening literally like popcorn. So that's, that's what differentiates my shadow guidance from, uh, from conventional shadow work or, or even advanced shadow work.
0: So can you give us just a simple example of what that looks like, where you take it further?
3: Sure. So whether or not uh, um, the shadow community uh, practices this, the, the, the shadow is a batch of um, negative beliefs about the self. And to be more specific, um, they are I ams. Okay. So, um, typically, um, typically there would be beliefs formed before the age of 10 that sound like I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or uh, I'm an idiot or I'm useless or I'm a failure. Um, I'm weak. I don't matter. I'm pathetic. I'm disgusting. I'm broken. I'm unsafe. Things like that. Now, when a person is not aware of what I've just said, that these uh, these uh, these beliefs have a specific place in your mind, until that moment, these are just like beliefs flying around like like flies that you just want to swat, you know? They're flying around in your mind going, like, I'm not good enough. And all, all we know to sort of counter that is to either shout louder, I am good enough, <laughs> or... <laughs> or to just like try and ignore it or suppress it or extroverts, extroverts sometimes aren't even aware that they're, that they're there, you know, introverts a lot more. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condemning extroverts. I happen to be one just within, within my practice. Sometimes it, it just really come across extroverts that have no idea that, that these beliefs um, got created. So what we would do in shadow guidance is we would follow the same process of belief creation which is essentially just uh, conclusions. That's how the mind creates beliefs, is just through, just through a process of, of conclusion-making, you know? If this and this, then that. Um, and what we do is we collect evidence to find a, a positive belief, a positive conclusion, and it's a specific word that jolts the person. You know, it's a charge. It's a positive charge. So let's say a person's got a belief, uh, I'm not good enough, um, we would find evidence to the contrary and um, find a specific word that resonates on every single level that the person feels like, yes, that's the word, that's the word. And once we've got that, that be, let's say it could be, I'm awesome, or I'm epic, or I'm amazing, or uh, it's not. It's it's usually not a simple antonym like I'm not good enough. I am good enough. It's not a polarity. So we find that we find the right polarity, and it's got to be. These are. It's so specific. So um, while I, while I'm speaking simple English here to people, it's really it's really specific around the charge. You know, these mm-hmm. are metaphysics. So just like a battery feels a charge, you know. It doesn't feel charged, but it it emits a charge. There's a negative charge going there. The human being has to have that negative and positive charge, but for us it's emotions. So it's really um it's really almost surgical um to find the right word that causes that charge. But once it's there, once it's there, you've got a negative pole and you've got a positive pole in place. Um there's a ritual that I that I that I teach the clients that I work with to sort of cement this and um Deal with the deal with the un, the discomfort of the of the negative belief and pump up the the pleasure of the positive belief, and this happens over time and the 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 results are fantastic because intrinsic vibration gets raised by dealing with these core beliefs, intrinsic vibration raises and it results literally in people breaking through to their next bandwidth. Right, life life exists for the human being in bandwidths. Right, but not one bandwidth like a like a radio, but rather a bracket of frequencies called a bandwidth, where you have a lower end that's when you feel low, and a higher end where you feel on a high. Now, you don't need shadow guidance to go to the highest part of your bandwidth. You just got to be a responsible human being, eat good food, work out, uh, enjoy life, you know, to the best, you know, your best, the best life that you can, whatever, and just just feel good. And you'll be at the you'll be at the top of your of your bandwidth, you know, the top of your wave, so to speak. But with shadow guidance, this work propels a person to their next bandwidth, where your next level just happens. It's a natural expression of that bandwidth. I explain it almost like trees. That at a at a, at a certain bandwidth, if if you're an apple tree, you'll know that because you'll have apples. You know, there's a part of the self that the person's not aware of. It's called the being. But if you wanted oranges, you can't become an orange, so to speak, by being an apple tree. You've got to find a way to become an orange tree. Once you're an orange tree, you just, you just produce oranges as a, natural, as a natural state of your being. So to use that metaphor, I help people transform into different trees. And the primary modality of, of, my, of my philosophy of transformation really is, is the shadow guidance that works according to the laws of metaphysics that I just explained.
0: Wow. <laughs> my I, my head's swimming but I mean it's fabulous. I can totally see how reprogramming the create the source of creation which is the mind engaging that with the emotion would create powerful transformation. So how does uh, someone work with you? What have you got going on that people can get connected with?
3: Thank you for asking that. I currently offer uh, two two primary services, which I'm which I'm sort of busy with, and that's what takes up my time. Um, and that is uh, team coaching, and and then private client coaching. The private client coaching it's not for all, just uh, based on the price tag. But uh, the the team coaching is is done in a group of ten. Um, it's uh, we have uh, we have. Group conferencing that happens on a Sunday all around the world, so different time zones for different uh, for different places, uh, different countries. Um, there are twelve of them because it's a twelve-week course, and um, the video gets uploaded into a private Facebook group, uh, so that if you have to travel or can't make the session, you don't you don't miss it. You can catch up. Um, and the group stays connected through uh, live videos and check-ins, weekly check-ins, um, and that that at the moment is going for a thousand dollars for the next course uh, in in April, and it's going to go up a little bit by about thirty-five percent um, after that. Uh, it'll be my sixth team, um, and I have lots of uh, testimonials on my Facebook page. If anybody wants to go see that, I'm also happy to um, speak. Uh, on any of the topics that i that i coach or any of the topics that are on my website um if anybody would like to um sign up for my course i've actually got a new website that i've just uh i've just registered and that is shadowguidance.com and if anybody's interested they can go take a look at that if they're interested in my course they can have a look at shadowguidance.com and uh, follow the the steps on the website
0: fabulous You are doing amazing things in the world, and I'm so glad that you're here at this time when there's so much shifting going on to help. Is that your mission, to help people shift to their potential?
3: My mission, in the most broad sense, is to seek and teach applicable wisdom. In fact, if I had to say it the way it gets gets formulated in the Mankind Project, is that I create an abundant world of unconditional love through seeking and teaching applicable wisdom and that, and that, would, encorp- that would encompass um, coaching, speaking, making videos. Through doing that, my intention is to raise, people's, raise the vibration of humanity. I teach people to raise their vibration. That's all I do. Once upon a time, it used to be about genres of coaching. It used to be about live coaching and the nuances. It used to be about performance coaching and the nuances then and the same in business and executive and leadership coaching. But the one thing that remained the same thing throughout all of these genres of coaching was that I would address self-value. That would be the one thing that I would address is, is what do you deserve in life? What do you believe that you deserve in life? Um, if self-confidence is the male of doing, self-value is the female of receiving, yeah? And, and, and and the easiest way for a person to understand what self-value really is on, a, on, an, on a, a, an applicable level is it's what you're willing to tolerate. The lower your self-value, the more nonsense or stuff that you're not happy with you'll be willing to tolerate. And the higher your self-value, the, the, the less you'll be willing to tolerate in all areas of life. So when the self-value goes up, that's your vibration. Metaphysically speaking, by the way, self-value is not just how much you love yourself. Self-value is how much brightness you allow your light to emit. How bright do you allow your light to shine because human lights don't just light other candles like like normal lights do. you know Human light gets shun to other human beings and you've got to give yourself permission to do that. It's a permission thing you want to shine your light to ten people you want to you want to collect your revenue or your income from 10 people there's very specific marketing efforts that you will allow yourself to embark upon in order to shine your light to ten people and reap the rewards you know the return the value of serving 10 people but if you gave yourself permission to serve and shine your light to a hundred people then those marketing efforts would be different from the 10 but you'd have to allow yourself you'd have to sort of like have the sort of guts, if you want to call it that. And if you wanted to do a million people, that would be very, very different. And it's a different level of allowing. You know, it's, 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 it's how bright you're going to shine your light, how many lives are you going to touch. But as that happens, vibration raises as well. Because the brighter you shine your light, the more lives you touch and the higher your life experience because there's a reciprocation for that. The law of reciprocation, the energy has to, has to be looped. So the more you give out, the more you get, the higher your vibration, the less you tolerate, the more abundant you are. It's so many, so many aspects of this one thing that we understand as one thing, but it's so multidimensional because we are multidimensional beings living life one area at a
0: time, so to speak. You are such an inspiration. Wow, I'm just sitting over here with the biggest smile on my face. You just really light up the world. I'm so glad you're doing what you do.
3: Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Is there a parting thought that you'd like to leave us with today if you had to boil it all down to one thing?
3: <sighs> if I had to boil it down to one <laughs> thing. <sighs> uh, uh, to answer your question, I've had to choose between three things. The one thing <laughs> was a choice of three things. <laughs> so I'll tell the three things very very quickly. The three things were uh, your peace is the most important thing to you. The other thing was uh, your inner child is the most important relationship. And the last thing was enjoy your life as it is. And I'm going to choose the third one. Fall in love with your life the way it is right now. Cut off all of your ambitions. Cut, not, not, saying, not saying dump all of your goals. You need goals just to have something to do every day. But don't want anything that you don't have. Imagine that you're, and this may sound morbid, but it's really true. It's the only way a person can feel in the moment. Imagine that this is your last week on this earth and that you and all of humanity is going to go, but nobody knows it, right? fall in love with your life, cut off all your ambitions, be grateful for everything that you have, but fall in love with your life, become infatuated with your life, like a like a child, do whatever you need to do to make that happen in the next week. And your life will change, I promise you don't have to need, you don't need to know anything
0: else. Wow. That sounds fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you've shared with us today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for taking the personal transformational journey that opened you to be able to take all of us on our personal transformational journeys. And thank you for being on the show. I hope you'll come back in the future and I will definitely be staying connected with you and following your work.
3: Awesome. Cheryl, thank you so, so much uh, for having me on the show. Thank you so much for the work that you do in providing people like me a platform to get to get the message out because um, messengers like me and you we share a devotion, you know, we share a devotion to get to get this work out and the, and the information out and if it wasn't for people like you, um, you know, we just wouldn't be able to do it as well. So thank you and bless you. I'm, I'm truly humbled.
0: Oh, thank you. I feel that in my heart. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to hear from you if you enjoyed the show. Tell me what you love about it. Tell us what you want to hear more of. Just send me a quick note, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. And we'll see you next week on Exploring Possibilities.